Taste of Dragons Gaming Podcast. We eat sandwiches and play games. Taste of Dragons Gaming Podcast. A podcast for everyone's day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Taste of Dragons, the Toddcast, the video game podcast that all you trainers listen to. This week, the chicken train is pathless, and the crossing is not for miles. The news is looking good. Our topic is kryptonite, and our dragon this week is amazing, spectacular, no, he's ultimate, voice actor, Naji Jeter. And as always, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. For Christmas, I got Spidey Sense and awesome empanadas. My name is Manda, and I'm here to have a cluckin' good time. My name is Lewis, and I, yep, I got music, I don't know. (laughs) got the music in it. I got music inside me. My name is Joe, and I have been uh, giving people toys all day and all night, and I still forgot to hang up my stocking to get my own. Yeah, where's my toys, Joe? Yeah. What happened? (laughs) You got to move into my town. Uh, No, is Tangy there? (laughs) No Tangy's allowed. All right, good. Then get me me my boarding pass. I'm ready to fly in over to your island. We're a very exclusive island. You'd either need to be a really angry animal, or you need to have a cute little squirrel tail. You're too nice, I think. They'd eat you alive in my town. Uh, I could listen, listen, I can be cute and angry at the same time if I want. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're right. Come to my campsite. I'll talk you into staying. Yes. I thought you'd work that bit into a corner. I was like, how is he going to get out of this? How is he going to be cute and angry at the same time? But you achieved it, and I'm, I'm in awe. <laughs> Thanks, babe. <laughs> Success. Acting. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this week was uh, Christmas week. We were actually recording this on Christmas. Yes. Uh, so what? The, the five of us all celebrate Christmas, right? We do. I should have yep. checked with yeah. you all beforehand before I sent you gifts. <laughs> <laughs> before I sent you all those gre- greeting cards. Yeah. And our gift this year is this podcast. Oh, <laughs> super sweet. You're so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what they don't know is actually uh, them getting this podcast means that they're on the naughty list because you know it's, <laughs> it's like getting coal. It's not. It's not great. <laughs> Can't really it's do anything everybody. with it. Naughty or nice. It's for- this is our Sisyphusian uh, punishment. Is look at Mandy doing breaking this podcast up every week. The Sisyphusian, Sisyphusian, Sisyphusian. I can't say it. Sisyphusian. <laughs> we played a lot of that Hades game that we talked about last week, so we got a lot of that that Greek mythology up in us. I said it right the first time. I'm not going to try again. Yeah, no, one on one, babe. Don't 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 tempt fate. The fates. Greek mythology. Sorry, I'm going to stop. Is this one of those incantamentia moments? <laughs> yes, incantamentia. Ah oh, man, sweet taste of dragons reference. <laughs> sweet, we have so many of those. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but, but you know, let's get into our games this week. Do 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 do. What are you playing? Hell yeah. And uh Joe, would you like to start us off this week? Absolutely. Y'all, I've been making perfect snowmen all week in Animal Crossing and it's been dope. What what? Yeah, it's pretty darn great. The snow is falling everywhere. It's really fun walking around in town with all the snow falling and the snowflakes and all that jazz and everybody in town's wearing cute little like, you know, velvet hats with little white rims and they're all like oh i'm so excited for toy day and yesterday was toy day <laughs> it was a surprise to me because i totally thought it was today so i opened <laughs> up my game at the end of the day and i saw that ranger walking around and was like oh 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 no 
I had to do all that stuff in like five minutes. It was great. So what is Toy Toy Day? What is Toy Day uh, exactly? So Toy Day is a day where Jingles the reindeer comes into town and he is very overworked and he needs help to deliver presents. So he gives you a couple DIYs. He gives you some fun things to do. And then he hands you his bag of goodies to hand to everyone in town. So you got to go deliver his presents for him. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, Jingles, that's a uh, pretty great name uh, if I do... You know, if I've if I've ever heard one, and it's not just He's jingles, so it's jingles the black nose reindeer, which is that's very correct. funny. <laughs> yeah, that's how he introduces themselves. Wow, that's amazing. I, I think I messed up my town though. Oh really? Because I don't like weeds, so my way of getting rid of weeds is to just have no empty spaces. I spent a very long time getting flowers and creating like floral arrangements between tiles so that there's l- less grass. So when I don't play for a month and then come back to weed, there are less weeds. The problem with that is there's also very little snow and I have not gotten one snowball to make a snowman. So I think uh, I'm going to have to go to like an island and clear the island and like sit and wait while it snows <laughs> to make a snowman. Like real life. Like real life. You know, when you go to an yeah. island to get to make snowmen. <laughs> I had the same problem. I, uh, I had flower beds everywhere because my town is the flower hellscape. So I had to clear out two or three big patches. I threw out, uh, I think, four pockets full of flowers oh, I so I could make enough space to have snowballs. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a fun whole evening. If I'm being honest, I Googled the DIYs and I was like, I like my flowers more. <laughs> <laughs> I did like some of the toys, though. The little mechanical dog toy was really cute. Oh, yeah. The tin robot mm-hmm. is pretty cool, too. The eyes glow up. The RC helicopter that flies. I was into that. All I can send that. you guys some. I have extras. And I have the Dalmatian puffy plush one, oh, which nice. is like, uh, kind of fun, actually. We had some friends over at our town uh, last week, and I have two uh, toys sitting out of my house on the bench next to my house and one of my friends ran by it and goes don't think I didn't notice what you did and I was like what are you talking about so we have a Dalmatian and we had the Dalmatian puppy and it was barking and, la- and you, you press you turn it on and it barks and everything it's really super cute and they don't have a little gray spotted dog which is the other dog we have at the house so I grabbed one of the gray T-Rexes <laughs> and I put that next to it I feel like that's a better representation for Stark your other dog I think so too <laughs> That's pretty awesome. All right. So that was uh, Animal Crossing Toy Day. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, what about you, Lewis? What did you play this week? Uh, this week I played a game called The Pathless. It is a, is it a PS5 game or a PS4 game? Um, I mean, I'm playing it on the PS5, but uh, it's a pretty much open world game and it's just completely exploratory and it's just you, an arrow, and an eagle. Um <laughs> Sounds That's like a good need. time to me. Right? That's right. <laughs> and uh, the art style is very reminiscent of Breath of the Wild. Um, uh, and it's just super fun and honestly really calming because um, okay. throughout the world there's like these talismans. And when you shoot them, it gives you a boost so you can move faster. Um, so And they're all over the place. So you can just be shooting them nonstop and just continuously like moving quick. And, and, and what are you? Are you like a bear? No, you're, like a a you're a hunter. You're a hunter. You're a person. You're a hunter. A human yeah. hunter. You're a, a human would, hunter. Why would you think that you were a bear? Oh, yeah, I don't know. Why would you think I'm an those... animal? I don't. I was just with thinking a... about. Why we're wouldn't just you ta- assume you were human? We were just talking <laughs> about Animal Crossing. There's lots of animals in there. I'm just saying, it's not the weirdest thing. <laughs> Play as bears all the time. Uh, Name I one mean, game where you're a bear. Oh, God, I was hoping she wasn't going to ask that. <laughs> <laughs> Banjo Kazooie. Oh, Banjo Kazooie. 
Boom. I feel like you're really u- loosely using the word bear. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so yeah, so this game is just really fun. And the whole point is you're just kind of trying to restore the light to this island that has been completely covered in darkness by some person who is known as the God Slayer. Oh, gosh. That's a yeah. title. That's a dope I, name. That is a dark name. <laughs> Um, and all the gods that are on this island, he has completely corrupted them. So and it's Kratos? Are, so it's Kratos. <laughs> yeah. Uh, boy. He's, boy. He's corrupted them. Wow, that was them a good Kratos, Lewis. That was good, right? Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was really good. Wow. I, I didn't, I'm sorry. I didn't know you had it in you. I, my apologies, man. That's, that's my bad. Damn. Yeah, yeah. It's my next secret cosplay. I'm just a short Kratos. <laughs> um, um, chibi Kratos. Um, <laughs> my size Kratos yeah you're Kratos yes you I'm Kratos exactly <laughs> um, so yeah so the game is just really fun really peaceful the music is beautiful and it's a beautiful design and it's fun it's a, it's a pretty quick game I'm almost done with it and I'm, I've only played about like five hours Okay, but it is a big open world that I can just run around everywhere that I want everywhere Nice. Um, so yeah, so it's and there's really not fun. there's not much of a story, right? I mean, not I mean that in a bad way, but like they very no, loosely give a story just so you can focus more on exploring the world. Pretty much, it's very much like Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, okay. Where it's okay. just you and an animal trying to like fight these things off. <laughs> That's it. Um, Great. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so lives up to its name. <laughs> on a scale of one to all, how cute is the eagle? The eagle. Aww. Okay. Because Aww. it's important. Nice. It's important. <laughs> He's all made me all. Because because sometimes you'll go into a place that's been corrupted and like the eagle will get dirty, right? <gasps> and then the eagle will go on your arm and like have its like wings spread out. And then using the the motion pad, you can you can clean it. Aww. Oh, I'm oh, wow. loving that's this really game good. already. Wow. And the more that you clean it. Uh, every time, like it'll react in some way, and then the more that you've done it, eventually it'll, it'll like rub its head against you, or <laughs> yeah, like just get like real like uh, cuddly with you whenever like the more you clean it. Yeah, very very cute. It's, yeah, that's a definite awe rating. <laughs> yeah, an awe rating. Where can people find this game? Uh, this game is available on the PSN network. Um, I believe it's thirty dollars. I could cool. be wrong. Okay. <laughs> but oh, it is, it on the is a relatively Network. new release. It came out November 12th. I'm looking Yeah. At it. it came out awesome. around launch week for PS5 and uh, Xbox. Is that an exclusive? Um, right. It's on iOS and Microsoft Windows as well. Okay. It's so on iOS? Everywhere but Xbox, I guess. <laughs> I cannot imagine this game on iOS. Like, weird. Well, you're going to have to because that's where it's at. Maybe it's like an iPad or something. See, now I'm going to try to look it up to see how it looks. But yeah, but no, it's really good. It's really fun. It's really beautiful. Thanks, man. Nice. Nice. So that was uh, The Pathless. Yep. Uh, And then I will go next. The game I played this week is Monster Train. It is a a release that I think it came out earlier this year in early access. And then they, they released it fully. And they've had a couple of patch or a couple of updates since then. But this week, it just got released onto Xbox Game Pass for the PC. And that's where I picked it up because, you know, I pay for it already. So which means it's free. <laughs> uh, but this is a game that's uh, a deck building game. So if you've ever played like Slay the Spire, 
where it's you versus the computer or an NPC, and you are trying to build up your deck to take it on as best as possible. The twist that this has is you are on a train in hell, and you have a bunch of monsters in order to stave off the angels that are trying to get to your pyre, which is basically just another name for your HP. So, <laughs> so you're, you're feeding um, monsters to the angels. Um, hopefully you're not, because oh. uh, what you're doing is you're battling the angels. So the angels are trying to get at your at your the heart of the train, which is the pyre, and so you're so there's three different levels of your train, and you're trying to place your monsters so that way they fend off the angels properly, if you will. And so what you do is you build up your deck as best as you can. You're buffing up your monsters by either having them regain health. Uh, you can have them just get more uh, more attack as it goes along. Every time you say the phrase buffing up a monster, I yeah. imagine a bo- the monster at the gym. And he's like, I'm going to get so ripped. I'm going to be the biggest <laughs> monster ever. And he's like, roar. And he's got really big. Check guns. out these gains, Gabriel. <laughs> One of the mechanics is called rage. So I can just imagine that's steroids, you know, so. <laughs> but like hell steroids. So steroids? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, the other mechanic is there's five different factions. So each faction has a specific thing that they do really well. One of, some of the factions build up rage really well. Some of the other factions uh, heal very well. So they rely on regeneration. Um, and every single faction plays completely different. And the way that they do it is you're not just playing as one faction. You're playing as two of them. So you're trying to combine them the best way possible while also still building up your deck in order to fend off the things that are trying to get to your train. It is an amazing game. Uh, you should, if you, especially if you like Slay the Spire or any type of deck building game, uh, this is definitely a game that you could get into. Yeah, it's, that it's game pretty has darn a amazing. solid five out of five stars on Steam right now. That's it's, wow. it deserves not an easy it. feat. Nice. No, no, it completely deserves it. it the game's awesome. Right on. Uh, so yeah. Check it out. The name is Monster Train. Monster Train. Ah, uh, yeah. And then uh, what about you, Troy? What did you play this week? All right. I got to play Spider-Man Miles Morales, the PS5 joint made by Insomniac Games. Uh, y'all, this is just the feel-good game of the year. I can't. <laughs> it hit all the right spots. It's just what I needed. Just like a little a little bit of apple pie. It was just, uh, it is a Christmas story starring Miles Morales. Takes place a couple days before Christmas and a couple days after Christmas. And the whole premise is that uh, Peter Parker, who uh, in the previous game found out that Miles had uh, spider powers, goes off with Mary Jane to go have some adventure in the Baltic. <laughs> <laughs> and pretty much turns to Miles and is like, hey, man, city's yours. Have fun. Bye. <laughs> and and the entire city's like, oh, man, we got substitute Spidey. What's what's going on? Where's where, where's our where's our main man? And so the whole game is about Miles kind of coming of age as as Spider-Man, which is a super mm-hmm. fun uh, tale. Uh, the the biggest criticism that I've heard about this is its length. That's usually what people say as soon as they're like, "Oh, have you played Spider Man? It's a short game. It's a short game. It's a short game." Uh, it yes, it is a short game, but I'm, I'm always one of those advocates of of uh, quality over quantity, and mm-hmm. I think that they made this game just as long as it needs to be. It's also not a full price cool. game. It's it's cheaper. It's yeah. like forty bucks, I believe. No, yeah. it's fifty bucks. I apologize. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So, so they it actually is a really great tight story that they tell. But more importantly, it's a great way to 
uh, win you over. If if you're not familiar with Miles Morales or if you're a diehard Peter Parker fan, uh, this is the game that like by the end of it, man, you just want to hang out with Miles so bad. He's just so cool, he's so charming, <laughs> he's so fun. He's he just makes you feel like a better person hanging out with him. The thing I love about Miles's story uh, specifically is that so Peter Parker. He's, his 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 story is also a coming age of age story. However, Peter Parker's story is New York doesn't really know that it needs this type of hero. Right. Whereas Miles is a coming of age story with like expectations. Yeah, that's a really good perspective of it. Yeah, like Peter can you know bumble his way through stuff, but he's the first one doing it, so you know he's allowed to make mistakes. Whereas Miles. Peter's already been at his A game. He already people are kind of having expectations of what a Spider-Man does. Right. And so this is this is a new person who kind of has to live up to them, you know, as best as he can. And you feel that through every single inch, every single swing that he makes, you feel that mm-hmm. story. That's kind of the long story being told, and it does manifest itself even in the animation. Uh, when Peter Parker swings in the last game that came out in uh, 2018, you know, he's pretty crisp. He's clean. He's very direct with where he's going. Miles is loose. <laughs> like when you swing and he like pops up in the air, his legs dangle all over the place. He like takes a second to find his balance before you get the next thing. And it's all just animated. It still, you know, operates the same in your hand, so to speak. Uh, but he's just he has just a great animation about him that makes the game feel very fresh and also kind of changes the way that, that you do play through it. He is faster than Peter Parker. He fights quicker and huh. he moves quicker and he has different abilities that allow him to kind of gain more speed. Um, and and so it actually does feel like a a, a, a faster, uh, prettier Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite things about this game uh, was the inclusivity that it has. I didn't realize that I wanted this, but I, it hit me pretty hard. In one of the early scenes, you're going, oh, you're having Christmas dinner, and you can walk around his apartment, and uh, you go over to your mom who's in the kitchen. And before I talk to the mom, I actually look at what she's cooking, and she was cooking empanadas, y'all. Damn. Empanadas. <laughs> as as a South Floridian kid who has grown up on empanadas, to see it like <laughs> depicted in a video game for like the first time I can think of. I don't know. I didn't get to the later levels of Cook Serve Delicious, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but just seeing that was like, oh my gosh, here's this traditional Hispanic food in a video game. And then beyond that, it keeps going. To he brought up albums that his dad had that are. Um, very uh, like 60 soul, like black soul uh, Christmas albums. And it's just great seeing this, this African Hispanic dude just live in Spanish Harlem. And, and that became a really cool part of the story is like, yes, New York has Spider-Man, right? But now it was kind of the story of like Harlem learning that it's got their own Spider-Man that can look out for their problems and their needs and, and things like that, mm-hmm. which was really, really sweet. Uh, I have a theory, and, and now nice. I'll be quick with it. Sure, <laughs> sure. My theory is that Spider-Man, Peter Parker, is the PS4. Miles Morales is the PlayStation 5. Okay, all right. We already kind of said it earlier. There's okay. the older model, sturdy, good, but the new one just moves a little bit faster. Those load times, <laughs> like nothing. You know what I mean? But really, underneath <laughs> it all, still the same spider-man <laughs> if you think about it oh, but, but it's got some new it's got some new gimmicks it's got some new uh some new powers like the controller right that's like a uh a Miles morales with his electricity shock um but but still it's still a, a comfortable feeling that you're used to like the original spider-man 
Um, these are the things I do when I play video games. <laughs> you just think about all of these things. <laughs> Which just makes more sense why they use it to debut the PS5. It was, it was great. It was great. Uh, nice. All in all, I right. love the game. Enjoyed it. Perfect Christmas game. If you haven't played it yet, please do. If not, wait till next Christmas <laughs> and then play it. Just buy it. Hold on to it. Next Christmas, dig back in. I'm very excited to see where they take uh, Miles Morales and the franchise next. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So that was Miles Morales, Spider-Man. And uh, what about you, Amanda? What did you play this week? This week, I played Chicken Police again. I haven't talked about it on the podcast yet, but I have played it on Twitch twice. Uh, It is a detective noir video game where you play as a policeman who is also a chicken. Uh, (laughs) It's in the world of animals who are also things. Uh, uh, like bears, like there, bears. We have not, as of yet, seen a bear. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it! <laughs> there's a dog policeman, and your partner's also a chicken. And there's a singer lady who's a cat, and a mob boss who's the most adorable rat that's ever existed ever. He's a rat, uh, eh? He's a rat, huh? Your landlord's <laughs> a bunny rabbit. Um, it's very cute. It is extremely noir. Uh, in such a lovely way and then the animals just make it really silly uh, so they take like, uh-huh. like a, a pretty good noir story and then they they kind of put these um, beautiful imagery on top of it and then they add animals to it which just makes it absolutely ridiculous and it all molds together so well uh, like it's you yeah. can't even tell like where the animal head ends and where the the person's body uh, begins and it's when you see it at first it's really disturbing where you're like, what is this game? But uh, like, you instantly fall in love with it. Yeah, because the animal heads are like photorealistic. It's not like the cutesy Animal Crossing heads. Oh. Like, they're for real animal heads. <laughs> oh, wow. That's <laughs> freaky. The game's been both great to stream and ba- great to play. So uh, we've had a lot of interactivity with a Twitch channel with it. Uh, it's definitely a fun game to kind of riff on uh, as we run through it. And the story's been really engaging so far. We're, I'm really looking forward to playing yeah. some more of it. It's, it is 20% <laughs> off on Steam this week. I don't know oh, if nice. it's still going to be 20% off by the time this episode comes out, but right now, as we're recording, <laughs> it's on sale. <laughs> I think the Steam sale ends like January 6th or something like that, so I think they'd be okay. Yeah, I think so. All right, cool. So that was uh, Chicken Police. Yes, And also yes. a plug for our Twitch channel, which was... <laughs> Twitch.tv backslash Taste of Dragons. Check us out. Please feel free to play it, or if you want to see what it's like before buying it, feel free to jump in our Twitch channel, and uh, I'll show you what it's like on Sunday. Nice, nice. All right, so I'll do it for our games. That brings us into our news segment. News, 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 And this week, we're going to start with CD Projekt Red. I know we haven't talked about it enough in the last couple of weeks, but some... Interesting things have happened this past week. Oh, God. Uh, So they're having a little tough time. Uh, So, you know, Cyberpunk 2077 is nearly unplayable on two consoles and a pretty big buggy mess on the other two. Uh, And then even the PC version had a specific bug that came out this week where if your save file got bigger than eight megabytes, it would not uh, open anymore. Oh, no. What? Yeah. So they addressed that. So, you know, they fixed it. But still, like... Okay. You did so much in this. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that's scary. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, also that came out, the game has been pulled from the PlayStation Store. And then refunds have also been offered by GameStop, Best Buy, and numerous other merchants if you wanted to bring your game back physically to them. Uh, management had an all-hands-on-deck meeting with staff and faced numerous questions, pretty much being ber- uh, berated, uh, about the crunch that occurred and about the lies that were being told throughout development. Uh-oh. So <laughs> uh, that, w- that came out this week. 
more like CD Projekt scene red. What? Right? Ooh. Right? Right? Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and then... To- more like CD Projekt Red Dead. Oh. Because it's sad. They're all dead. I do hope there is a redemption at some point in this story. I mean, I over agree. the next few months. I agree. Uh, and then to top it all off, the studio is now facing a lawsuit from investors about being misled about the state of the game and the launch of the game. Wow. So, I didn't know that part. Yikes. Everyone lies to investors. That's how business works. <laughs> what are they going to do? Sue them for being a, a business? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we want to thank our investors. And we never lie to our investors, right? Thank you, Mom. Thank you, Manny's thank Mom. You, Mom. We'll see you in the Twitch channel. Everyone's Mom. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see what, what happens with that. Uh, but CD Projekt Red is changing into CD. It's a CD Projekt Red. Wow, I didn't like think we would have so many puns to talk disparagingly about uh, their name like that. <laughs> Damn, um, I, uh, I I feel bad for the people in in this uh, in this tale who did nothing wrong. We're just I doing their jobs yeah. and doing yeah. it well too, to the best of their abilities. I, I think problems like this are systemic. I, yeah. I, it's easy to look at a company and be like, "Hey, they they did all these things wrong." Uh, um, I won't go too much into it, but there, there's an entire development shift that's happening over the last 10 years that, mm-hmm. that highlights why this is broken and how people need to fix it. Yeah. But I think, generally speaking, it's no one person's fault. I right. think everyone at the company is doing their best, but the problem is, is that you're setting up expectations that can never be met, or people's you incentivize people based on criteria that is unrealistic or mm-hmm. leads to poor behavior. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. It- Honestly, I'm not surprised about the new CD Projekt Red because I think this week they released another like 16 gig update. Yeah. Like I hopped on my my PS5 and it just said update downloading now. And I looked 16 gigs for Cyberpunk. I was like, wow, yeah. that's like a third like double digit gig update. Ho- hopefully they actually make changes. Hopefully they actually fix it. That They don't just say all of this is a problem and... Uh, uh, they just continue to do the same thing. I mean, I mean, the second time I popped it in, I had way less crashes. So I can imagine with every update, it's just getting more and more smooth. And I am absolutely certain that they will fix the game. I'm right. hoping that they fix the thing that led to this happening. Oh, that's a great that point. they can yes. actually look at what's right. wrong. Because I think companies yes. intrinsically will find some place to place focus. Right. And they won't necessarily look at the larger problem. Right. I agree with you. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. So, so yeah. Well, hopefully it gets there. But uh, from a shaky launch to an amazing one, Stardew Valley got its 1.5 update this week and had the biggest content update ever. It added late game goals, new crops, new farm types, new character customization options, new almost everything, including things not mentioned. So that would be a surprise to players when they actually play the game. Well, that's good. Wow. Yeah. Stardew Valley is like that crop that you put in the ground and you get what you needed from it and then the next year it just keeps coming. Wait, this is just farming. Oh. Uh, guys, <laughs> yeah, this is farming. That's just farming. <laughs> so so that's like that's like cool and all, but like when's Witchbrook coming out? Like when's Witchbrook coming out? That's their I next know. game? Yeah. Like I'm, yeah. I'm like a, a cool Stardew Valley got another update and like I might jump back well, in to look at it, but like Witchbrook, come on. Look, look, Star, Stardew Valley's making big Stardew Valley bucks. He's got a team working on Stardew Valley. He's think of he's all working the new money on- they would make on Witchbrook, <laughs> which should come out. <laughs> Man, it's like that's a four year old game. All right, come on. we need a new one. <laughs> But you know, good for Concerned Ape and everybody actually still working on this game. Uh, it's 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 an amazing game. Also, if you haven't picked it up, completely worth it. Completely worth it. 
Uh, and then continuing on the great update train, Ghost of Tsushima is getting new costumes for multiplayer that can be earned until January 15th. These are inspired by other great uh, PlayStation exclusives or just PlayStation games, uh, which is God of War, Horizon, Bloodborne, and The Last Guardian. I love the Horizon Zero Dawn costume so much. It looks so good. I think they all look really wonderful. But if you didn't tell me what games they were associating them with, I had no idea. They're like, this is the God of War one. And I was like, now that you said that, I see it. But I wasn't going to look at it and be like, yeah, that definitely is God of War. I, I would have gotten the uh, the uh, Last Guardian one and probably the, the Horizon one. Bloodborne, I probably wouldn't have gotten. And God of War, eh, who knows. They're, but they're even dope still, costumes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I kind of like that they, I, they made it a little ambiguous or made it fit their, right. their fiction. Yeah, and I actually think they did it the correct way because I think the way that they did it is is great how Amanda explained it, where if you look at it, it still looks like it fits within the universe. But as soon as you're told what it is, it's like, oh, yeah, I absolutely see it now. So I mm. think that's I think that's the best way to do it. And yeah, they, they look great. And each one of them is tied to uh, one of the classes. So each class gets one of the costumes. Oh, awesome. dope. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And then lastly, Riot is developing an MMO based on their League of Legends universe. No name or any other details were mentioned because it was only mentioned on Twitter by the company's VP. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It was just like, hey, guys, there's some massive news coming out from us pretty soon uh, about the League of Legends universe. And somebody was like... Is it a League of Legends MMO? And he's like, yeah, it is. <laughs> that, was, that was a Twitter exchange. <laughs> wow, it just immediately cracked. Yeah. <laughs> like, really, you, you should be able to read between the lines. I said massive. Come on. <laughs> so even though that does it for the news segments, still coming up is my favorite segment, which is turn up for what? Turn it for what? <laughs> and this week is with Joe from Katsusando. Happy Toy Day, y'all, and welcome to another snowy week in Animal Crossing. Jingle, the majorly lost and partially overworked reindeer, I'm sorry, black-nosed reindeer, is in need of of your help. He comes into town when you see him, and he is going to ask you to deliver things for him because he needs help in getting things where they need to go. Toy Day is but one day a year. Help the velvet-suited reindeer, and he will give you exclusive festive DIYs. You'll have to take his bag of gifts and deliver to all of your villagers, and then Jingle will give you a stocking to hang in your house. Hang it before December 25th, and you will be graced with the black-nosed reindeer's photo. And a nice, cute little letter. Don't forget to talk to your perfect snowboys each day and acquire a large snowflake. You can talk to every single perfect snowboy you have actually made and get another large snowflake from them. I learned that very late in the game. And that's your slice of Animal Crossing pie. This is Joe from Katsusando signing off and reminding you to look up for the shooting stars, watch your step to avoid pitfalls, and always, always save your rusted parts. Turn it for what? Alright. Now brings us to our Mighty Morsel Tasty Topic. Mighty Morsel Tasty Topic. And now this week, I'm going to bring it to you. So, all of us have our little hang-ups when it comes to games. A kryptonite, if you will. Where, as soon as you encounter it in a game, you go, Oh, I don't, I don't, know, if I, I don't know if I can play this game anymore. <laughs> or even if it's something that you just get lost in, like a maze. Where you're just like, oh, I'm just kind of, oh, oh, oh. Alright, you know what? Let, let me just play something else. Um, and so, for me, it actually has to do with too many things to do. 
like with open world games. I love open world games. Some of my favorite stuff. But seeing how much there is to do, and then I try to like clear them out as best I can. By the time I get to clearing things out, I'm just like, you know, I've had a, I've had a lot. I've been doing this a lot. <laughs> and it's not wow. even like an yeah. active thing that happens to me. I just kind of grow away from it. And I'm just like, all right, let me play something else, something a little different. You're like, as soon as it stops being a game and starts being a list of chores, you're like, mm, I have to go. No. Oh, gosh. I have to go back to the swamp. No, I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. And, it's, and again, it's not even like it's active. It's just one of those because I love doing the little things like, you know, like in Cyberpunk 2077. I love going to the different crime scenes and breaking them up. I love going and doing, uh, you know, the other little things that they have you do and all the little flavor text. But sometimes it's just like, oh, I've been doing this for like. 15 hours straight <laughs> and I still haven't even made a dent. Uh, so that's what it is for me. How about you guys? How, how, what is it? What is your guys' gaming kryptonite? I have to say that, that mm. um, my gaming kryptonite is desert areas. This is actually something that Troy pointed out when we started dating is uh, in numerous games, I would be gung ho into it a hundred percent. And then it would eventually get to like a desert level and it would be like, all right, you got to, play through six scenes in this desert and scene number two i'd be like yeah i think i'm done with this game i'm not i'm not feeling it anymore <laughs> and tried to be the one to point out it's like it's, it's just the desert isn't it and i was like I, I don't know what it is it's like there isn't enough scenery or like you just see the same thing over and over and over again which is not the game's fault that's what deserts are like but it's yeah. just like that that's the point where my brain goes and then I set down the controller and then just, I don't pick it back up. And, and then you made me think about it. And like, I, I definitely, I can think of a few games that I've played where I've gotten to the desert level and then just for some reason never went back. Uh, Final Fantasy Ten Two I think, is a game that I was enjoying a lot of. You got I got to the desert level and I just don't remember getting past it. And I didn't even think about it until I was looking at, uh, we, we were talking about it. So so the desert level causes you to desert the game? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's fair. I, I completely see where that where you're coming from with that. Uh, what about you, Troy? Um, okay, if, if there's a game mechanic that needs me to look for something specific, but it doesn't explicitly give me a way to find it... <laughs> I uh <laughs> I suck at that. I just I, I I'm just like a kid with with no wheels on his bicycle, just like I don't know where to go. Someone help me out. One of these four hundred trees is a dungeon, or go back and pick yeah. up that orb that you saw thirty seven scenes ago that you've yeah. never seen since then, and now you have to remember where it was. Yeah, I mean I I've tried I've tried uh if I can look it up online because I'm definitely a proponent of like hey. I could just knock on every door and find the answer to this after like three hours. And I know I'm, I know I can do it. I know I physically mm -hmm. can do it. I just don't want to take the time to do it. Uh, so if I'm capable and I don't want to spend that time, I'll look up and be like, okay, it's the 97th house. Cool. Let me go there and, and take care of that. But if that's not available, if it's like, uh, what is it? Like The Witness, which is a puzzle game. And you can't really like look up a lot of like the info for that. After a while, if I forget, like, oh, I had to now go over there, but I'm not sure where there is, and no one's telling me where to go. Oh, like, oh I haven't played this game in two weeks, and like, now I don't remember anything. My brain just starts crying <laughs> like a three-year-old, and then I'm just like, I don't want it. I'm done. Which is probably why I like Assassin's Creed so much, because they handhold you, like, the whole way. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and games like that, like open world games where it's like, go to marker on map, do thing, go to next one. I'm like, yeah, this is it. Thank you. <laughs> so that's yeah, that's where I'm at with that stuff. 
Which is why Metroidvanias nice. are so hard for me to play. Yeah, they are. They absolutely are. Uh, what about you, Joe? Uh, mine is kind of sad. It's actually when there's too much story. I oh. do not appreciate reading text, uh, and I but I have this compulsion to touch all of the things to read and read it. So I love open world games, and I will do all of the dumb things for hours. I will walk places just to take in the scenery in a game because I, I just kind of like that. But the moment you have me sit there and talk to the same character over and over and over again, or you have a million things for me to read, I get so bored and literally read. And, and I love reading. That's the that's, that's what is even more weird to me. I, I definitely get that. I feel like games have too much text-based storytelling these days, where it's like, this is the 47th note that I've picked up, and it's three pages <laughs> long. And while it's totally cool that the guy who lived in this apartment before was writing an erotic novel with his wife, it's just like, <laughs> I don't care uh, anymore and like and I and I hate to miss the ones that are really good for all of the stuff in between it is a bummer I get that a good amount of the time when it gets too bogged down with text I kind of just turn it off and I start playing Dr. Mario <laughs> yeah yeah Joe saw me playing uh control and reading all of the things that has mm. to do with control you know all the backstory which actually completely adds an entire new you know like depth through yeah. to the story and completely does add on to it. But Joe's watching me do it. She's like, that's a lot of notes and text. I'm like, yeah, it is. But it's, <laughs> it's worth it for me. <laughs> yeah. But you're not wrong. See, yeah. I just know I'm wrong. It's just what no, turns no, no, no. off my brain. No, like, Assassin's Creed, it got me pretty bad in the last week like that, where I was reading lots of stuff in all the little places. And I was like, I don't. I don't know what any of this is about, and I don't care. <laughs> no, I, I agree with Joe. I don't think you're wrong, Joe. I think that there are lots of methods for storytelling, and I think people can kind of lean too heavily on the note-laying-on-ground mechanic. Like, I, I think that's cool. Mm -hmm. You can totally use that very well, but uh, some games, just everything is that. Yeah. Or, or maybe just have the note be short. Like, it does right. half the time, I just don't need... I don't need a novel written in that note. You can tell me the bandits in this place all contracted the plague, and you better watch out for that poison. You just don't need to tell me that the guy's name is whatever and that his whole family died. Like, then I'm sad and I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if the information isn't relevant in any other point of the game. Like if you take that and then you go to a different level and you're like, oh, that's the same guy from over here and this is like, it's all like tied together, then like absolutely, that's this wonderful fiction. But a lot of it's just like the story is just for here. I didn't need to know why these people were in this camp. It was fine for me that there were bandits by the water. I can make up my own story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's a... Understandable, understandable. What about you, Lewis? Yeah, I don't know, like what my I don't know if I ha if I have something that just automatically. Um, turns. I can tell you. Okay, if you could tell me. Please. Yeah, it's it's when characters apparently don't animate the way you want them to in video games. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you have a no, very I'm high sorry. bar. For I, I'm sorry, Troy. It's not that they don't animate the way I want them to. It's that they don't animate the way that they should be animated. Okay. <laughs> I'm you sorry, can't I design a, a realistic How are they supposed looking... to be animated? Well, when you're playing a realistic-looking video game, if a person's speaking and they're on the PS5 and their mouth is just doing, like, this weird up-and-down South Park movement. I love you both so much. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like, even The Witcher 2016, the movements looked more realistic than certain games coming out now. <laughs> okay. I think, we're, I think we're, we're in the wrong place, guys. We're in the wrong place. <laughs> um, um, maybe, maybe the kryptonite is is like um, uh, AAA games 
that don't meet your high expectations. <laughs> <laughs> that don't meet the expectations that they set for themselves. Interesting. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think because because for me, it seems like you really enjoy. Um, really story-based games or really kind of mindless games that have a lot of like just allow you to kill a lot. And I don't mean that. Like I just mean like there is the always good something kind of to mindless. Do. Like there's yeah, a good kind of mindless. Like you know, you're, there's always a way forward. Yeah. Um, and so I do think that you seem to struggle from what I've seen. Um, when it comes to like, here's an open world game with no story. Like kind of like the Pathless. I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure you're actually enjoying the Pathless a lot. But I mean, it. like, it's just like that, that. That's just what it seems like to me. Actually, you know what? I do know one. Turn-based games. I can't do it. I can't do turn-based. There you go. It mm. is. What about like, it? Even even if the story is fantastic, turn-based automatically cuts me off from the connection because I go from playing the story, walking around, exploring things, talking to people, and I'm like, oh, I'm about to get in a fight. Wait. Okay, no, I guess there's a cutscene. Nope, it's not a cutscene. Now we're playing fight chess. I don't. Yeah, uh, fight yeah. chess. <laughs> um, and it just it takes me out of it because I I'm no longer fully controlling this character I was controlling. I am now just going on a list and pressing X. You know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So turn-based stuff. That's my kryptonite. There we go. We got around to it. We got. Yeah. We found it. We found it. <laughs> Had to press a few we buttons, but we got there. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> um, all right. You could, you could even say we all took turns pressing those buttons. <laughs> 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 all right. So that was uh, that was this week's Muddy Morsel Tasty Topic. Ciao. Ciao, ciao, ciao. And now that brings us into our Dragon of the Week. Adieu, adieu. Adieu, adieu. It's the dragon of the week. It's what you seek. It's the dragon of the week. And it's not a leak. Dragon of the week. Dragon of the week is a chance for us to shine a little light, show a little love to our to our gaming people out there. People who are creating the games. People who are who are making the music for the games. People who are giving voices to the games. And this week, Troy's going to be bringing it to us. My dragon of the week is someone I spent a lot of time with this last week. And damn it, if he just didn't charm the darn heck out of me. (laughs) I'm here to talk about the man behind the voice of Miles Morales in the latest Spider-Man game named Miles Morales. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get a big round of applause for Najee Jetters. Boom, boom. Clap, 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 Thank you all very much So after finishing the latest Spider-Man, I was just filled with so much warmth and joy. And a large part of that was all because of Najee's performance as the new Spidey. Najee Anthony Jeter was born in the mid-90s. I won't say exactly when or what year because I don't want to draw attention to how old I am. Except I just did that. So, oh, oh crap. Uh, he was raised in Atlanta and apparently was uh, bullied quite a bit in school. You see, he was super talented, could sing, dance, act, all in elementary school. But he was so talented that his mom would take him out of school to go to auditions. And he became known uh, at school as, like, that kid. That, like, wannabe famous kid. And he would come back and his friends would... Uh, would you know go out of their way to make him feel like an outsider which sucks but 
he was getting work. <laughs> so, so I mean, <laughs> that's what matters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, kids. Sure. You know, they were just jealous that he didn't have to go to math class. <laughs> right. Right. Probably. Oh, yeah. It all stems totally. from that. All bullying stems from like personal self-esteem and stuff. So during this time, he professionally danced at a gala held by Usher. Yes, the R&B singer Usher uh, for his foundation. And his foundation helps underprivileged youth achieve their dreams. It's called Usher's New Look. So uh, Najee was actually invited to be one of the dancers at one of their galas. And he's still under the age of 10. Like he's like eight years old at this point. But he's that good of a dancer. He also was able (laughs) to uh, be one of the mascots for the Atlanta Hawks, uh, which... I would love to see that. <laughs> I looked around yeah. for a picture of like mini Hawk dude from the Atlanta Hawks. I couldn't find it, but I'm sure it was adorable. <laughs> After a few more successes in Atlanta, Najee's mom looked at him and went like, hey, look, kid, you feeling dangerous? <laughs> uh, he was like, what? And she was like, okay, if we're going to take this seriously, we got to move to L.A. Like now. He's like, I'm 12. Wow. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't know. I'm 10. <laughs> he's not even 12. Yet. And she was like, well, let's hope we're not too late then. <laughs> and they packed up their whole lives and drove across country, sold their place, everything, and, and drove cross country to try and make it in Hollywood. And you know what? They did pretty well. Really? Yep, yep. They spent the first couple of years in small roles on like Grey's Anatomy and Everybody Hates Chris. Uh, But he got his big hit uh, when he got cast as Chris Rock's son in the movie Grown Ups. Has anyone here seen Grown Ups? Yeah. That's zero for five. Okay. (laughs) We got one. We got one. (laughs) We got one. One out of five. I always meant to see Grown Ups, but now I really want to see it. Because this is apparently uh, Najee's first big role. <laughs> Najee Joe played. shaking her head. I, I, don't, uh, <laughs> I don't recommend watching it personally, but I mean, I'm. It might, you might like it. I don't. You know I don't what? Know. I, I, I have I could. to agree. Sorry, sorry. I have to agree with Joe. Um, I don't recommend it, but you know, to each their own. Um, whatever. Listen, I think I can watch it scientifically, or you know what? <laughs> I would watch it just for Najee because he plays Chris Rock's kid son. I do have vague memory of him. And he was actually very funny. Yeah. So n- now that I'm thinking about it, he was actually great. And you know what? Chris Rock wasn't that bad in that either. It- it's most of the others. <laughs> <laughs> well, he notes this as one of the most important moments of his life because he got to um, be on set with you know people that have been in the industry for many, 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 many years. So Oh, yeah. The titans of the comedy. Adam Sandler, Maya Rudolph, uh, J- uh, Kevin James, Chris Rock. So, like, he pretty much got a lot of his schooling uh, during this movie by just observing. He was 12 years old at this time and just kind of became a fly in the wall and talked to them. He said Adam Sandler was really cool. He was the type of guy that would just, in his downtime, just came out and, like, play ball with you, you know, just totally down to earth. So, uh, regardless of a movie being good or not, it was apparently a really good working environment. So much so that he was cast in the sequel that came out three years later in 2013. So, we got to continue... Uh, being part of that franchise. But in 2013, something special happened. And that special thing is going to be special for all of us because he was cast in uh, his first video game role. Any guesses on what video game that is? I think Lewis may know. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> Lay it on me, Lewis. What is it? One of the greats, if not best in video game history, maybe. Uh, the Last of Us, part one. Yep. He was the uh, vo- he was the voice of Sam, the son of uh, what's the other guy's name? 
Dude, no idea. Sorry. <laughs> the best, the best game in all of video game history. <laughs> What's the name of that guy? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Wasn't Sam the brother, not the son? Right, the younger brother. Yeah, there we go. I, I, I apologize. I cannot remember the brother, the older brother's name. I don't know the other brother's um, name. Right, yeah, it's Henry. So uh, Henry and Sam were two very important characters in The Last of Us, and uh, you know, spoiler alert, it doesn't go well for them. <laughs> And uh, and Sam was actually one of the only kind of friends that Ellie had uh, her age in that game. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is pretty important. I will say that is probably one of the main reasons I think Last of Us has such a... That piece of the story had such an impact on people. Because the voice acting was so, so very good that you you really did kind of fall for what was happening. And you were kind of getting, given this hope that there are good people out there and that they ran into people that were decent. It was so genuine and so natural. It really was. And the way that it unfolds is so heartbreaking and uh, it really does kind of capture your heart in a, in a very important way in that, in that, uh, in that game. What a way to start in the video game industry. <laughs> is this oh, yeah. just a secret excuse to talk about last of us again? So in last of us two, when Abby, <laughs> so, <laughs> Uh, so fast forward four years, he's done more work, television, movies, a few video games here and there, but his next big role comes in 2017 as he was cast as 13 year old Miles Morales in Spider-Man Ultimate, the cartoon. And let me remind you, this is 2017 before Into the Spider-Verse came out. So he was really the first prominent voice for Miles Morales that a lot of kids and adults got on a weekly basis. And that show is still running to this day, which is which is pretty cool. Because of his role in Spider-Man Ultimate, the cartoon, he got cast in 2018 Spider-Man video game, the one that we talked about earlier on the podcast. And it was a mm-hmm. smash hit. He had a smaller role. He wasn't Spider-Man yet. He was it was actually his origin story. A side story of that first that Spider-Man game is Miles' origin story. At the launch for the party of that 2018 game, the director, Brian Horton of Spider-Man, pulled Najee aside and said, Hey, yo, so Into the Spider-Verse came out, and it's like a thing. So I was wondering, uh, uh, um, you want your own game? <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> hell yeah, I do. Let's do this. <laughs> and during this process, there was another parallel that happened here because they started working on the game, and he ended up getting tips from Yuri who played the who played Peter Parker in the 2018. So you had this story which was about Miles Morales learning how to be Spider-Man and as a voice actor he was learning how to be Spider-Man from the previous voice actor. Even learning cool things like like how to move in the booth like you're swinging in order to get the correct intonation to do the voice acting lines cuz uh, while Miles is swinging while Spider-Man is swinging because they record all the dialogue once regular, then they record it again for uh, Miles when they're in motion. And so pretty much he looked at Yuri and said, he's he's kind of like an older brother to me. He mentored me when it came to how to do mocap correctly, especially for action, stunts, things like that. And there's a lovely interview with him on YouTube and pretty much just saying how their acting, uh, their acting career and their relationship grew to the point where they are like close friends now. They're actually really tight in real life. Just how Peter Parker and Miles are. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so this is a Dragon of the Week. But what I love about this Dragon of the Week is that 
this is a more like a dragon in the making. Like he's already a dragon. This is a dragon who's continuing to grow their wings. Uh, and I wanted to put a spotlight on him uh, to, yes, look at where he's come so far, but also to get everyone on board to see where this kid is going in the future because it's amazing what he, uh, what's to come. I mean, considering he already had a, a great start with, you know, a couple of great video games, you know, Last of Us, and then he got uh, Spider-Man. I mean, hey, <laughs> what more can you ask for? That's a hell of a <laughs> yeah, start. Yeah, and, and he was nominated this year at the Game Awards for uh, Best Performance and well-deserved like i said by the end of that game he wins you over in every single way in every single aspect uh he just empowers you in a way that's really special and also makes you feel like you're helping him (laughs) which is (laughs) which is also very very phenomenal so hats off to naji jetter till next time looking forward to seeing what you do next my friend all right so unfortunately though that brings us to the end of this week's episode wow But you can always find us online. That's right. Check us out on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash Taste of Dragons. That's where we are live streaming six days a week, different programming every day. We have things from 2K Tuesdays to Oops, I Bought a Thousand Indie Games to We Love Indies to Missed Shots, where we miss all our shots, and we love it. Uh, Check us out. (laughs) Check out our schedule. You can find our schedule not only on Twitch, but also on our Instagram, at Taste of Dragons. We have our link tree up there, as well as we uh, promote uh, different shows and different content that we have going on on a daily basis. So follow us on Instagram, but also follow us on Twitter. That's where we have our account, which is solely based on promoting and giving a voice to independent games and their companies. And let's give a voice to them right now. Mandy, do you have a game this week that has caught your eye? I do, Troy. Actually, I heard that you're looking to play a romance simulator for your next uh, Oops, I Bought a Thousand Games segment on Thursdays. On Thursdays. You're not wrong. Well, I have the perfect romance simulator for you. I have the perfect dating sim for you. We have a dog, and we're both millennials. And this is a game for dog owners who are millennials. It's called Best Friend Forever, where you get to pick your cute puppo, uh, you get to raise your puppo, and also somehow navigate the mysteries of human dating. <gasps> okay. Ooh. I'm for this. I like that you had to specify human dating. Yeah, sometimes don't these, yes. Sometimes these dating sims, can they, they go there. <laughs> the art looks oh, yeah. a lot like Dream Daddy, but imagine Dream Daddy with doggos. I love it. That sounds great. Thank you so very much, Mandy. We have a special announcement when it does come to indies this week on uh, today, Sunday at eight o'clock. Hopefully you see this in time. Uh, We will be teaming up with the I Forgot I Owned That podcast for our first cross stream together. So make sure to check them out. Follow them. They're on Instagram as well. I Forgot I Own This podcast. They're a great couple and we look forward to collaborating with them more. Twitch.tv backslash Taste of Dragons. (laughs) all right well as always though my name is brian my name is troy i'm amanda i'm lewis and i'm joe and we are the The taste of dragons have a great week everyone Hey guys, I'm Spider-Man. Flip, 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 flip. Are you kilometer miles? Are you kilometer miles? Taste of Dragons Gaming Podcast, a podcast for everyone's day.